Birthday, Caleb. <laughs> Did you just combine up Camp Down Races you and set, our theme song? set that in that box? Can you set that in the box? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast, your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. This is episode 51, so we're going to be covering the 5001 to 51-minute mark. And I'm your host, Aaron, and welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I'd like uh, my co-hosts here to introduce themselves real quickly, and then I'll get to my next question. Okay, I'm Ryan. Hi. Hi, and I'm Caleb. Guys, uh, are you on ten yet? Oh, God damn it! I, I do. I still do not understand this reference. Well, I can tell you that Aaron, I live on ten. <laughs> yes, you do, Caleb, and that's why you're my favorite co-host. Oh, thank you. Another text chain that just infuriated me. <laughs> I like how Ryan went to all the trouble to editing all this stuff for the clip episode. He just gave me. Uh, a very with, with and you both just gave me a very nice uh, birthday present. And we still live on 10, and Ryan does not. <laughs> I don't even know what it well, means. Well, first of all, listeners, uh, if you like movies and you like music, listen to watch the movie Black Panther and just listen to the Black Panther soundtrack, and, and you'll know what we're talking we're about. Do, you'll live on 10. If you don't know about it already, I'm sure I'm already way behind pop culture, and so you're even more behind pop culture than I am, and uh, just get it's, on 10. It's what me and Aaron are on hanging 10. on to right now to make ourselves feel cool. <laughs> Black because it, it makes us feel cool and it marginalizes Ryan. Just because they don't know anything the, about music. It's got that double benefit. I mean, Black Panther was amazing. It's It was super great. Uh, we uh, saw it last week, and Aaron and you and Melody and uh, her sister. And I've seen it twice. Yep. I win. It's pretty great. Does that make you live on 20? <laughs> <laughs> I watched that the, I do. Uh, the Jimmy Kimmel uh, where he had, uh, I can't remember. Uh, he, Chadwick Boseman? Thank you. Can't remember the lead actor? Name. Um, yeah, who played T'Challa. And um, he, uh, like, people's react, like, are talking to him about how, what the movie meant to mm-hmm. them, and he comes out from behind right. the curtain. And my favorite part was the first guy, like, legit did the arms crossed salute <laughs> and said, my king. And I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> That takes some quick wit. There were some. Also, there's a video of like some soccer players doing the the arms cross salute, and um, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, as far as the music portion of it goes, there's a video, and I'll put it up on our website um, of a guy who is like an alien when it comes to music, because West says I'm an alien that right. I don't understand music, and he's like, "Is this is this music? Is music playing? Did the oh oh the music stopped? I like music. Everybody, right? Oh, it's not on. Okay." <laughs> I will say that Melody and I, uh, we went on vacation, or a little mini vacation, up to wine country in Herman, Missouri last week. This is part two of our real white kind of upper class oh podcast. Just, just driving three hours to go to a little tiny burg isn't like that. Anybody can do that. We went to wine anyway, country. we invented our own version of the Black Panther handshake where they kind of pop each other. Here, they pop each other. Yeah. They like do this and they snap and then they go like up yeah. like this. But her version and my version is... Like 
like a double pop and then to X because actually it's just because we had it wrong. But oh, I got it. All I know is I'm probably not allowed to do that. Don't do that in the world. <laughs> she has a little because she is uh, Filipino has a little bit more credibility in pulling that kind of thing off. She but, could probably uh, she'd still get side eye, but probably not be like. What the fuck are you doing, bud? Well, I don't know. Donald Glover, the comedian and actor, says that uh, Filipinos are the black people of the Asians. Well, as we... I will just say, black people are not a monolith. They don't all agree with what everything every black person says. Well, just like every other culture. Oh, or, it's or, weird. These are some culture. Just like every person on the internet doesn't agree oh, with God, each the other. Internet. A great place. So uh, let's get right off of that because I'm uncomfortable and talk sure. about uh, our friend of the show, Michael Andrews. He actually asked this weeks ago, but we haven't talked to each other in weeks, so I'm just now getting around to it. He asked us. If uh, we could have any G1 Transformer of our youth hmm. now, mint in box, Ooh, what figure youth. would it be, and would you open it? I would absolutely open it. Um, I mean, I am not the kind of person who's like an investor sort of person. I, I can't imagine... Maybe they will go... I don't think they'll go down in price. I can't imagine they're going to go up much in price from the point they are now with Christine in the box. Maybe they will. Um, but, like, I am not the type of person who likes to buy things like toys for an investment situation. I want to ha- I want to touch it. I want to play with it. Um, so I would not keep it in the box, but I'll have to think about which one I would want. Caleb, what do you... I, I like, when it comes to stuff like that, uh, not my, necessarily my favorite characters. I mean, my, my easy answer would be, like, Shockwave. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Um, if I got a shockwave, it'd be really hard not to open it out because the awesome thing is he transforms into a gun that you can actually like play with. It had sound it had effects. Sounds, yeah. But if I was going to go for something that I would want to keep in the box, maybe, I would go for the really old ones, like, again, the Huffer. Like, mm-hmm. the real small, basic ones that mm-hmm. are real random. Yeah. I like those. You could hang them on your wall on a hook kind of thing. The boxes? Yeah, they had those, like, you know, the oh, little, like cut out yeah. for, the, for the retail. I didn't think about that. Like, I would literally make, uh, like, a side... Like an art display like would be a, a hang-up. It would be a, a side thing. cap. Yeah. I'd just put up a, a, a side cap display yeah, cause they, they, of my original in-the-box toys. Once again, industry terms. Has anybody <laughs> ever done that? <laughs> have you ever know. seen someone's Transformer collection and it's all still in the original boxes and they just have it displayed as if it's know. in a retail store? Often you see of, I'm sure people, people, people buy that. glass cases and yeah. put boxes in the glass cases. I follow the toys, the toys that made us on Twitter and they constantly are retwe- like uh, tweeting um, pictures that people send them of their toy collections. And there's a lot, there's a lot of Transformer stuff on there, a lot of G.I. Joe. That, tweet, or that uh, text that I sent to you, Caleb, with the space shuttle, the G.I. Joe space shuttle, which was so awesome, that was on the toys that made us. Oh. Put it's that a, on the website. Mm-hmm. That box is that, that toy is enormous. It was, yeah. And we talked about the uh, the aircraft carrier. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. The I don't remember. Anyway, but yeah, the aircraft carrier, which was like the the arc, the, the golden yeah. thing that you wanted. If you, I want to say, our thing. friend David S had that Possibly. growing up. I had the base giant. I had the GI Joe base, and I've already talked about this. And my mom sold it in the garage sale. She sold the base. I had the dune buggy, a tank. So mm-hmm. I got both base. The base were full. I had it, you know, all my characters in it that could run it, and I even had, I even for a brief time had a Cobra, the weird black tank. Oh, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, I love that thing. My mom the double barrel thing. Would yeah, it have double that's barrels? right. That's right. My Those mom were sold so cool. all of that in a garage sale for fifteen dollars. Happy Oof. birthday, Hattie. Yeah. So let okay, let's talk real quick because I had a couple 
of those sort of like bass like things in my like it's like basically the little boy version of the Barbie dream sure. house. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and GI Joe had several of those things. I had the Voltron Castle. Oh, you remember that? Yeah. That I, I would use. I ne- I didn't play with Voltron that much. I did have all the lions and maybe some of the little guys. But I would use it as a stand-in, like almost every weekend for a period of like a year. I would reenact Transformers the movie with my toys mm-hmm. in my room at my grandmother and great aunt's house. That's what I would do if I didn't have a friend over to spend the night and do. I just thought you were going to stop with if I didn't have a friend. <laughs> no, and uh, and but I would use that castle as my stand-in for Metroplex and Autobot mm-hmm. City. But it was a pretty cool. You'd open it. I mean. It looked amazing. It had all these little compartments with guns that would come out, and you'd open it up like the Barbie Dream House, and I, people yeah. dancing along on the different levels. I did the same thing with, I got Snake Mountain from He-Man. Oh, wow. And uh, that was my favorite Christmas gift I've ever gotten, and it had like a snake microphone. It wasn't even a microphone. It just had like a little vibrating thing in there, which mm-hmm. made it sound weird when you talked into it. I used that for Transformers, and there, I, I will put this up on the website too, but I... I like how we just made everything for Transformers. Yeah. Except for Caleb, who actually liked G.I. Joe. I had, well, I have a picture of where I set up a war, and it's not even just Transformers. I've put in other toys, like I think there's a stuffed dog in there that was an animatronic dog um, on on my couch, and this must have taken me hours to set up, and then I just kind of looked at it. (laughs) um, But uh, the... As to what Transformer, I think the G1 I would want in mint condition, the go-to is pretty, I mean... Prime, but I think I'd want one of the weirder ones, like maybe Ironhide, because mm-hmm. those were so strange. Yeah, because they were just repurposed. I never saw those in real life. I never. I didn't either. With an Ironhide or a Ratchet, um, and I feel like I tinkered with a lot of them to one degree or another. I, my one that I miss more than anything, and I wish a third-party company would make a masterpiece version of this because it is a glaring hole in the modern masterpiece collection. But is Skylinks? I feel like yeah. the original G1 Skylinks what it really was a masterpiece unto itself. Like it, it was, was pretty good, so strange and different. And I've done research on it since then, and actually, it wasn't technically. It was kind of like Jetfire mm-hmm. and a few others in that it was a licensed property that Hasbro licensed and brought into the Transformers line, and uh, they actually couldn't sell that character in Japan as huh. Skylinks as a Transformer because so it was a much like it was Tom Foolery. With the licensing, but, yeah, yeah, but uh, but that was such a cool toy and cool character, and so and I would probably t- here's what I would do: I would love a mint version. I'm not a person that likes to keep things in boxes either, but uh, so I then I wouldn't buy a mint version. I would just find a decent mm-hmm. good version that was just laying around that somebody wants to get rid of. But there we go. I will I will say not Transformers, but like a toy I wish I still had that I had as a kid is the original Metal Voltron. I had that. I remember saving up my allowance to oh, buy that. Oh, the little one, and it shot no, it was the, a big, it shot the lions out. It was of a bit. Uh, it was kind of little, I guess. Yeah, maybe like uh, mine was inches. bigger. It was plastic. Yeah, yours was plastic and bigger. But mine it had was, the compartments, and you could put the characters mm-hmm. in them. Mine was probably eighteen inches. Had no characters with it, but yeah, right. it shot the lion hands and Did, um, and you could disassemble it and make them lions. Yeah, oh, that was awesome. It was great. It was. I remember saving up my allowance for months to get that. And I wish I still had that. Voltron's made a big comeback. Caleb's kids are into it. They, oh, they formed Voltron on his ass. They do <laughs> on his ass. <laughs> yeah, the the new animated series is really good. I like it. They so got new episodes out too, by the way. Do that just now. And then the past it just dropped two, two days. Yeah. Oh, new episodes. Yo, I'll have to actually just watch it. It's good. Watch from the beginning. Last episode recap. We as viewers were introduced to some 
intimidating looking junk jerks. Did you come up with that yourself? Yeah. I love it. I'm original. It's good. Hot Rod picks up the pieces and reassembles the old shit piece. <laughs> Second bite at that apple. Well, the last bite, technically, to a listener, was last a week ago. So uh, I feel it's free true. to bring it back it's up. It's true. And it's a reference. Shout out to Dr. Smooth. Those videos... Have been a, I never stop laughing at those Doctor. They're Smooth pretty videos. great. That one is the best one. I if think. you're a Transformers fan who is does no like connection or doesn't know what Doctor Smooth is, YouTube it, Google it, do it. But I'm sure you do because there's millions of hits on these things. It's not like it's underground. And last week I put up a, that video on our a podcast page. Oh, did you? Of okay. I'm sure that, I'm pretty it. sure that all of our listeners are savvy enough to have listened to Dr. Smoove. So we're sorry to be telling you things you already know about. <laughs> so we kick off this episode right at the top of the 5001 minute mark with Cup. He transformed, he burned out, and then tra- Hot Rod transforms. And he transforms differently, as mm-hmm. we started to allude to in the last episode. He transforms differently nearly every time he transforms. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just do a quick recap of uh, transform of his transformation sequences, and so we're watching this when he transforms his arms, Everything go back around spins and spin around. around. And so, um, and I think I have explanations for that. But our first uh, our first time seeing Hot Rod transform is around the nine forty two minute mark. Daniel wrecks his rocket. Hot Rod catches him, throws him backwards over his head. His head disappears in the hood. His arms tuck under the hood. His legs tuck under the back of the canopy, which closes as Daniel magically kind of falls into the driver's seat. Sure, right. right. And uh, so that's the first time. That 1018, he transforms again. That was when they get to Lookout Mountain. His ca- he's transforming back into a robot. His canopy opens up backwards. That's my is, favorite one. Which yeah. is pretty awesome. Daniel pops out. He pretty much transforms the reverse of what we saw earlier. But he has some really awkward bird leg moments that I'd like to that I'd like to uh, bring Comment up on. and maybe this should be on the website. <laughs> oh. So when he transforms in that sequence at Lookout Mountain his, his knees are folded over like in reverse like and I might want to walk back <laughs> that I like that transformation the best. Well I, I think at him popping open and Daniel coming out was pretty cool that was but a, the way this he is sort not of accordion cool. folds into a robot <laughs> is kind of weird. Um, so there's that. At 11.47, he transforms again. That was when Hot Rod and Cup had just dodged Starscream, and they are kind of really in the background, and he appears to just kind of mash down on top of his legs in that Mm -hmm. sequence. But he's kind of... It's tougher to animate. He's smaller. They just needed to get the job done, so you don't need to get that detailed. Underwater, at the 45-minute mark, 45-43, he's got to go save Cup. His top does what you'd expect, and if we had time, I would probably rewind and force us to watch all these, but we don't. Uh, but then his his legs do this weird thing where they accordion fold into themselves, but like his ankles kind of his ankles have a weird kind of articulation that okay. you've never seen. Kind of like, <laughs> his ankles kind of become his shins and sort of like then go up into the inside of his sure. body shell. <laughs> that makes sense. Why and, would you animate that? <laughs> right. Um, at the the next one, he turns back into a robot again when he gets to the squid, and his thighs and calves. Ex- that's all sensical. Like his thighs and calves kind of come out. Like it's almost like the toy. The toy. Like, yeah. like he, they come out of each other in a way that you expect them to come out of each other, and uh, his arms disengage from his sides as they kind of did. Mm-hmm. Now in this situation, I, I should actually go back to the original Daniel one, and we should watch it. But but for time's sake, in that version, he throws Daniel. 
backwards into into the air, and as mm-hmm. he transforms into the car, his arms flip around like this, mm-hmm. and then they're in the right space to uh, be in car mode because it's because it's all about where his wheels are and his shoulders, right? right? Like that's the tough thing. But what ha- what I came to realize in analyzing this in that scene, and I, and in that scene, the way he transforms seems to make the most sense. It's the most. It's very straightforward. But but the way it happens, like it. It doesn't really actually make sense when you look at it frame by frame because his wheels are here. Yeah, they're and on the, so, the, the top, basically so, his bicep. So when they're he's like this, if they were to come back around there, his wheels should be up in the air. But they cheated mm-hmm. in the animation and made it to where his Ooh. arms flipped back around. They were in the right place. So this one is actually technically a more correct it, transformation in that for his, by the where the wheels are in his arms... He would have; they would have to flip around like that in order to be on the right well, side on of the, tricep, in the right guess, side yeah. of the car. So, so like the reason they made it so I don't I don't know why they decided to change it. I mean, they can cheat any way they want. I don't know why they decided to be technically accurate here. But he flips his arms around because uh, yeah. of the way the wheels are, and you would have to do it like that so that the wheels would be oriented in that way. It's for true that, for that position. This one is the best, uh, like most. Re- Reasonable, true, ex, like uh, transformation. Right, I would say. So, or you could do what the designers of the Hot Rod toy did. <laughs> like for this toy, like his 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 wheels are in the position they are supposed to be. On the movie, but they yeah. they in this version they just flip around 180 degrees. Oh, well, that works. And then and then they tuck underneath. That's a good. That's so, a really that's which, a really good that's, idea. That's the easier version of, of the t- having your entire spine <laughs> d- disengage from your body, rotate around 180 degrees, and, and then flop back. Toy is that. This is the, uh, I'm looking at the Masterpiece Hot Rod. I don't know what the number is, but mm-hmm. the, the newer one, not, the, not the original. Does, in the movie, based on what you've seen so far, does Hot Rod ever transform the same way twice? I, well, we'll in the, we will see. He When he transforms later, they they stick to this, this kind of this path. They, they use this again. The do, whole do you think it was spine. a matter of, like, a situation where like, the, anim, the illustrators, the animators were like, Okay, we gotta make them transform, and each time they kind of do it, they just kind of. It's not like I don't think my gut is that they're not consciously thinking. Let's do this a different way. No, I'm they're sure like, we need to well, figure out. They're like figuring it out this way, and then there's another thing like we got to make it work. I'm sure and, the animation team is huge, and so yeah. maybe by the time you got to this part of the movie, and they're animating things probably. People are working on the beginning of the movie, middle, right. end, and so they're just like, and it must, "How the fuck are we going to do this?" It must have been a huge <laughs> team because, I like, like how, the, like this sh- movie from start to finish was finished in a year and a half, which is really fast for an animated movie. Yeah, I like how there's a ver- like there is a variety. Just I don't mind it. T- it doesn't bother. I mean, you could also write it off as like we talk about all the time of like you know transformation is not so much a there's a mental component to oh, it sure. where you They're can freestyle different you ways. Just, yeah. I like that you can imagine it that way, but I think regardless of that supposition, you can like just say like I like the way that each time the illustrators have to come up with a different way to do it because right. they're not aware of the other method or the, right. You know, but all, all, at the same time, you know, there's character models. I would assume there would be mm-hmm. transformational models. Like one would I imagine. Feel like Optimus Prime transformed basically the same way every time, where his arms tucked into his sides mm-hmm. and became headlights. 
I don't know. It's a little bit different with a character like Hot Rod, where it, in some aspects it's not as obvious how you get from A to Z. But yes, it's not that complicated. To be, uh, like yeah, I remember the toy I had, Hot Rod, the G one, the Hasbro version, as a mm-hmm. kid, and it was not a complicated transformation. And maybe these guys didn't have the toy for reference. I, maybe I mean, the toy model wasn't done. I Optimus don't know. Prime was. I mean, Optimus Prime had been around, around that at least that car- that model, that toy had been around before the Transformers. Yeah, because he was Diaclone. So or, yeah, or Micro Man. Yeah, I think he was. Diaclone, as a, if I'm not mistaken, please don't yell at me. Anybody that knows different, uh, but uh, but he very established how he transformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it was so. At any rate, so Hot Rod transforms <laughs> <laughs> now at 1503. That's right. They are driving. Cup and Hot Rod make their way across a psychedelic alien I landscape. Love- I love Quintessa. I yeah. love the way it's drawn. Oh no! And what and have I done? Holy Jesus! <laughs> You'll get back there. Uh, but yeah, it's like all the all the map paintings in the backgrounds are great. And I I did I noticed this, Caleb. You said it was night where we we're getting to, mm-hmm. and I guess it does kind of look whenever they're on the beach and and he's fixing him. Sunset. It does look like sunset. Yeah. So now it's now it's nighttime. And we, uh, they, they, Tokyo drift up next to a pool. Like you were just saying, these, these, the undersea backgrounds were great, and these were just as amazing. They kind of, did you guys watch Samurai Jack? I did, yeah. Like, it, just the style kind of, it reminds me, I mean, it's not that sort of mid century 50s style, mm-hmm. but, but the, the kind of, like, the shapes of the forms remind me of the 50s, not so much like the textures and, right. Like, Obviously, this isn't as flat as that kind of style animation. They've right. done a lot of work to bring depth into it. But just the shapes and the way that things are composed, it feels very mid-century. Mm-hmm. Mid-century modern. MCM. And uh, so from this pool of Energon in front of them, a strange reptilian robot emerges yes. from the energy pool. The guys are shocked. They step back a little bit. Oh, I was about to he start gets his blasters out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Cup holds him back. And these several more of these metallic creatures emerge from the depths. How do you guys feel about the designs of these characters? The Alicons, if you will. Is that what they're called? Well, they actually, I don't know that they ever had, at this point in time, they did not have an official name right. in the Transformers universe. There was never a toy created, but that's a name that's been adopted Yeah, I think then. that's what it is on the TF Wiki. Um, but I like them, I guess, up until watching... I guess I, I, I do remember it. I I kind of, as a kid, conflated them with the Sharktacons. Right. Um, but uh, I they, they seem like they're relatives. They're cousins. It's a pretty cool design. Again, this is all floro dairy stuff. Um, but uh, I like them a lot. Yeah, I thought they were cool. This uh, in front of us here is a uh, God. I, I should remember the name of the third party company. It's not one I buy from a lot, but there's a little. Uh, tiny Alicon toy figure. I'm sure we'll take a picture of it and put it on the website. But it looks pretty legit to the mm, yeah. It's not bad for it like a tiny pose, little toy. It doesn't pose very well, and it was like thirty bucks. That's Whoa. way too much to pay for that kind of thing. I'll put a picture of it, but it's maybe but like uh, four inches it's tall. Also not mass produced, so you they don't get any oh, economies well, of scale on it. But, yeah. Um, these guys uh, start to approach. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem... I mean, even though they kind of have evil faces, there's not necessarily... Menace. Nobody's necessarily... At least Cup certainly isn't uh, assuming menace, for mm-hmm. sure. And and he uh, says, you know what? It's time to break out the universal... Oh, he's yeah. Got some, he's he's, he's going to do some diplomacy here. It's he's universal gonna, except for Hot Rod. That's right. Who doesn't know what it is. That's right. So who wants to be the voice of the universal greeting? Because obviously we have to say it. I don't know it. Caleb. I know. Ba weep grana, weep ninny man. (laughs) 
It's really good. <laughs> did the Alicones repeat it back? I can't they did. Remember. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So they knew it. Mm-hmm. So Hot Rod appears to mock Cup after he says it, but the creatures respond. Mm-hmm. They repeat the phrase in unison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Cup says it, his it, he don't. The, who's the character? Who's the person that did his voice? Lionel Stander. Doesn't sound like Lionel cleared his uh, cleared his throat before he did it because it's like. Bowie, but it's it's like it's real flimmy. He's just ah, a scratchy blah, man. Yeah, it's it's kind of kind of flimmy. I remember this universal greeting. The universal greeting, like I don't know why it captured my imagination so much, but I remember uh, Aaron. You remember the character Herschel that I created? Oh, we're digging to the depths. <laughs> I'm going to try to find, if I can find a comic strip. Herschel was a comic strip character that I created, and yes. that's in severe air quotes. He was his Garfield knockoff. He's a Garfield <laughs> ripoff. He was, and I even had him copyrighted. And um, basically the idea was he was a caveman. He kind of looked like C- Captain Caveman, but if like he were Garfield. Right. And um, so I did one comic strip where he get, he meets a friend who was also uh, frozen, and uh, they... They do the universal greeting to each other, and I straight up like asterisked it and like footnote it as to where it came from, like a la Marvel Comics. Like, if you know this, this is from the Transformers the movie Universal mm-hmm. Greeting. I'm like, that's not a good comic strip, asshole. I feel like I remember this. Oh my god, none of my comic strips I ever made were funny or interesting, but they put them in the Nixon wow. newspaper. Really? Once. <laughs> I, do you have it? I doubt it. I, be, I wonder if they have archives. Oh, I want to take that up. We'll get in do, the old no, microfiche. I, you, they do have it in archives. But uh, can you... All right, let me write this down. Do you know what year roughly that happened? Ooh, uh, gosh. It was probably sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade, whatever year that would have been. Um, That's a lot to look through. Was it I a, mean, I... Was it a weekend edition? Was it a weekday edition? <laughs> Probably like a a Tuesday. You should. You know what? If you just call them up, they probably remember it. They were like Ryan Jett, young illustrator who marches to the beat of his own (laughs) drummer. It's the same guy who did my senior story. I shouldn't make fun of your derivative. uh, Oh no! I shouldn't make fun of your derivative uh, Garfield comic at all because after Ryan created Herschel. I created my own comic <laughs> that was not so if his was derivative of Garfield, my character was derivative of Garfield and derivative of Ryan's character, <laughs> and that character was named Hermie, and I think he was also a caveman. Or I maybe think maybe Hermie was the guy who I had meet him and do the universal well, creation. That might have been it because I feel like then we did a crossover. It was a crossover episode. <laughs> and, but my character definitely post-dated your character, but it was the same. Like, I, be, I don't know, I wasn't original. We did this all the time. Original. We did this all the time. Remember we had a G.I. We G. were eight. We did a G.I. Joe parody called G.I. Pod, but you started it, and then I was just like, the to hear you tell it, you're like, well, this is mine not too now. This is what well, I you started you. it. Did I? No, you started it. No. Oh. Wait. I think you... I can't remember. I don't remember. I, the way I remember it, you started it, and then I, I was like, I'm going to glom onto this. Basically, we had a weird G.I. competitive thing I, when we were younger. I, I made a knockoff. Uh, Garfield character because you guys all did one. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yeah, I really did. This Who was your? I have no memory of it. Was a, it was a it was a dog, and I I I, I need to look. I Didn't still, go far afield. I don't remember his name. His name was Field Garf. <laughs> Barfield. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my comics were so stupidly convoluted. I remember doing one gag where, and this is a three-panel comic where his owner Ron, real creative there. I changed one fucking letter. Um, is making toast, and the toast shoots out of the toaster and 
disappears twice, and then you see the third panel. Herschel is sliding a tile on the ceiling away and eating the toast as it pops through the ceiling. <laughs> that's not even a joke. Actually, that's pretty funny. It's really crazy. It's <laughs> pretty funny. The presumption being that he uh, rigged the toaster to pop it up really high in the air, and then so he the could get in there, uh, like the st- the tile ceiling style, the drop ceiling, mm-hmm. and pull away the tile and like. Mission Impossible <laughs> style, I guess. Like, yeah. grab the toast yeah, and eat it for himself. Like, sneaky. no, I can't. That's a, that's a sophisticated it was a, But also, he was a caveman, so it's real. I'm playing <laughs> off the Garfield can't do human things, but he could have just made toast. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're playing. Not, not only will Garfield do human things, but he'll go out of his way to not do work. Yeah. But his version of doing work is so convoluted that there is, like, a lot of work involved. <laughs> so. Garfield is articulated for a cat. He sta- he walks on sure. two legs. Yep. Oh, Garfield. Why do we, we talk so We bring up Garfield a lot. <laughs> it was pretty influential yeah. in my childhood. He's our mascot more than, for the podcast. More than I like to admit. Uh, so, okay. The universal greeting, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Cup is pleased with himself at this point, right? Because uh, he offers an Energon goodie. I and- will say, okay, go ahead and play it, because coming, <laughs> I have some issues coming up here. Oh, do you? All right. Oh, wait, I know where you're going. I think you probably do. So Cup's going Cup's gonna to tell these guys it's time for an Energon goodie, but where Cup stores his Energon <laughs> yes. goodies uh, yes. yeah. is dubious. Mm-hmm. It's problematic. So, so, yeah. so like... I, I get that that's supposed to be a Ooh, belt, but okay. he's reached. <laughs> but it is directly. It is his dick. No, like, and it's, it's, if he has any size of penis, he's touching it. That, yeah, that needs to be a gift because he jerks, he jerks around in there. Jerks yeah, around pretty like 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 fast. <laughs> I mean, he has crotch snacks. Like, why? It's straight up. You're keeping your Energon goodies with your dick. <laughs> I yeah, never noticed this. Before. I never did either. After watching it critically can, for the purposes, can you of rewind this? that? Let's see that one more little time because he, he I he vigorously. Oh yeah, it. he's jamming it in there like rooting around like a little raccoon let's, let's, let's just, Here, I'll just let it play yep <laughs> <laughs> that does need to be a gift that's like that's like the opposite of look, when I and look and, how happy he is <laughs> that's like the opposite of when I wash my asshole like I I, I kind of oh, no. jerk around in there a little bit it doesn't sure, feel terrible sure but I mean we, maybe we all do but this is a, <laughs> And Hot Rod. Speaking of asshole, that seems to be well. No, speaking of asshole, that seems to be where Hot Rod stores his energy at fifty forty two because he's reaching back there and he pulls it out of his ass. Wait a a little case himself. I just thought he was looking disappointed at what (laughs) Cup did, and you just showed me him like he grabs it out of his ass. ass. I guess just like people in the eighties always had like a pack of of stick stick gum with them. Oh, so it's like where where you got that gum? Wait, everybody, everybody. So do all the Transformers have a little? Not only do Energon they have... Stash hidden in their crop keistered? I, not only do they have uh, the, the Cybertronian the... Swiss Army knives mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in their bodies, they have little double mint gum Energon sticks gum. of Energon that they can just offer Damn. up. Damn. I assume maybe they suck that from their own reserves, perhaps, to create that. Maybe. But or... then how could they be empty? He says it's getting expensive. Yeah. It's yeah. some kind of maybe it's currency? form of money, some kind of currency, yeah. yeah. But I mean, they eat it. Caleb, at this scene, whenever he pulls out, like, that, when Cup opens his dick cro- patch, um, I thought of whenever you were talking about, like, Ultra Magnus having a matrix hole, and, yeah. like, if Hot Rod opens his, it's just a bunch of cigarettes yeah. and beer cans fall out. Yeah. I've just imagined what's in Cups after oh, all God. these g- millennia. Yeah. 
I can I I don't even want to speculate. I like to think like Brax butterscotch candies. Would you like yeah. a Werther's? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Werther's original. So yeah, what were you poor? <laughs> you didn't get Werther's. You got the Brox candy. My grandma was all about the Brox. Man. I love I loved and I oh my god I think I've talked about this before the uh, the unit seemingly hated like strawberry candies with the gooey center the hard candy with the gooey you center. Like I love those. I love. I didn't like kid. those. They always have an element of tasting stale. Yeah, <laughs> they still, come out. I still like they're manufactured them. stale. They were multi-sensory. Or they like they they warehouse them for twelve years like scotch. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're. I made like, them just so it would be disgusting. <laughs> and they are. I think if I were to eat one of those today, I would not enjoy. Probably it. Probably not. Like it as a kid. So uh, Alicons are rushing our friends here. Mm-hmm. They nom nom all over those goodies, and while hot rod, hot rod, as you said earlier, he says it's getting expensive. Cup tries to. Placate him a little bit. He insists the creatures are going to reciprocate, and which we... I think I'm 95 percent sure this movie is where I learned the term reciprocate. Right. I figured right. out what I went straight to the Webster's to figure out what that word meant. Thank you, uh, Transformers the movie, for helping us with our vocabulary. Helping my <laughs> yes, right along. And the creatures at or at, at, at a certain point, the shot reveals the creatures they're shoving the energon underneath their mouth mouth mouth. Mouth, mouth plates. Mouth plates. And the creatures stop, stare, as if waiting for another round of food. It turns out they're not reciprocating. Hot Rod's like, eh, we're out. <laughs> and no more. The, the creatures stare a little bit more assertively. Cup motions his, his hands in a way. As clicks the, the little container. Yeah, which, by the way, that's kind of like a Pez dispenser. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And uh, so he's, he's indicating that it's empty. And that is where this minute... Comes to an end, mm-hmm. gentlemen. So well, I don't know what's going to happen next. I will say I Hot Rod is drawn really well in this. I really like the way he looks in this minute, especially. He's it got would... a funky pug nose here at 50, well, 56. It's, but... a, it's an upshot. It's, so. it's a youthful. He's, he still looks youthful. I actually really like the design of those characters. I wish they'd mm-hmm. made a toy. They I did, did make a Sharktacon toy, but... I do think that they are designed... It is an interesting design that's different than anything else we see. Mm-hmm. Especially the heads with the mat. It has like the Optimus Prime mask, but they have mouths over top of it yeah. where it opens and talks. I don't know. I, like, is that fluoro dairy shit? Man? I think, yep, fluoro dairy. I like, dairy also, I like how they're all exactly alike in this situation. You know, they're kind of like. That was a big thing of season three and the movie of like just making hordes. Sharkticons, Alicons, yeah, cool Quintessons. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. All the Sons. <laughs> So, uh, gentlemen, uh, you know, for we went through a period of time where we had fewer and fewer voice actors, but um, we, uh, you know, we've had one last episode uh, that was more tied to We're the season We're getting into new three. characters now. But we are getting into a few new characters, and I'm going to bring up one that I'm, is going to hold a special place in my heart because his name is Aaron. Aaron Kincaid, although it's spelled with one A. Oh, the, like a plebe. The fake way. <laughs> He was born, actually, it's interesting. He was actually born Norman Neil Williams II. That's a much better name. <laughs> I don't know why. Wait a minute. Well, that I mean. insulting towards me. I guess if you want to be the first in line alphabetically, but right. uh, that's a great name. Real I silver like, fox. I don't know what you call, like, I guess, eye bags, but I like his eye bags. <laughs> <laughs> Those eye bags are on point, yo. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're on fleek. They're on oh, God. So, at any rate, Aaron, Aaron Kincaid, he does the voice of the Alicons that we have here. And, uh, you know, he was actually born originally Norman Neil Williams II. Mm-hmm. Isn't and, that just a junior? 
Yeah, not, really. Not in England. He's tr- Oh. Yeah. So well, he's American. <laughs> handsome fella, born in Los Angeles. And uh, he was uh, he would do local theater. He was scouted at a local at a stage local stage production. He, he was immediately signed to Universal, and he had a role in Spartacus. Hmm. He had a regular role on a sitcom called Bachelor Father. Uh, <laughs> I want to see Bachelor Father, but but because then, that sounds depressing. Well, what you're really going to want to see is what comes next in his career, because this guy was like the king of 1960s beach movies. Oh. He was in all of them, and. I just want to talk about the names of these movies for a second. All right. So this was his niche. The Girls on the Beach. <laughs> Very literal. Yep. Beach Ball. Yes. Then he did a film called Ski Party, mm-hmm. which is like a beach movie in the mountains, basically. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. Holy shit. <laughs> so Vincent Price is the titular character, I've got to get my eyes on this immediately. I need to see what this bikini machine but looks like. I gotta what t- does it do? <laughs> I gotta does tell- it take him off and put him on? <laughs> I got to tell you, they made a sequel to this movie. Holy shit! Doctor, it was called the the Wild Weird World of Doctor Goldfoot. Okay. And our <gasps> and our friend uh, Aaron Kincaid was in that, uh, as well as the Ghost of the Invisible Bikini. What the fuck? <laughs> so that's just nudity. That's just being naked. <laughs> No. But no, wait. It, the it, ghost. I mean, it's an invisible bikini. It's already invisible, but then it's a ghost of an invisible Holy bikini. Holy shit. If so you get a double invisible situation, is it visible? Yeah, I it's a double do negative. Think, do you think the ghost of the invisible bikini is oh. friends with the ghost of the, the iconic, iconic moment? moment? We have a new character. <laughs> That's something to work out, perhaps, uh, yeah. <laughs> off take, camera. I'll write that down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they need to meet each other. <laughs> it's like a sleazy friend that's always getting action <laughs> Some dirt and he's bag. not. <laughs> he wishes he could get action like the ghost is from the ghost of the invisible bikini. He does He's like, a hey, ch- hey, I'm the ghost of the invisible bikini. What up, girl? <laughs> he doesn't have a job. He he's just stays on people's couches. He's, he's, but he's very good looking. He's got, so the, he's he's got like, that talk. He's always cock blocking the ghost of the iconic <laughs> He's good looking. He's it. got swagger. He's got mm-hmm. charisma. So, anyway. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say he's. I just think he's a, a dirt ball that gets some action. Okay, go ahead. Mr. Kincaid, a.k.a. Norman Neal Williams II, made a few other movies in the 80s. He, he eventually picked up uh, voice acting. He was in the Smurfs. He was the Iron Sheik in Hulk Hogan's Rock oh. and Roll Wrestling. Anybody he, remember that cartoon? I do. I, I do, do, too. I was I just do. talking about that the other day, of how wrestling was ubiquitous in the 80s. You couldn't get away from it. Nope. I didn't even like wrestling. I didn't watch wrestling, but I watched that show. I did watch that cartoon. And I bought the figures. They had like these really, they were very they were cool. rubbery, cool figures. Anyway, DuckTales, Batman, Ninja Turtles, Freakazoid, and for Transformers, he the Alicons, as we mentioned, uh, he voiced a character called Clementia, who was the... Uh, Quina- <laughs> it sounds like a disease. He was the Quinnison that brought Optimus Prime back to life. Oh. He One of the sweeps. He also played Dr. Morgan. You may remember him as the father of Jessica Morgan, who lost her legs during a battle in the return of Optimus uh-huh. Prime, and therefore he hated Transformers because of that. And he created the hate plague. Mm-hmm. And uh, But my favorite voice... Uh, that he used the, that he's most notable for in the Transformers universe is he is the voice of Skylinks mm-hmm. and uh, the lovable cat bird shuttle thing downstairs mix up of a Transformer. <laughs> that, um, but uh, so I, I we mentioned it before. I had that toy as a kid and mm-hmm. uh, love it. Love that toy. Skylinks was insufferable. <laughs> he <laughs> he was such was. a call the primitives. Call the primitives. Exhibited that, to that episode. This guy got paid on season three characters, but. 
later he retired from all of this biz. He changed his name again to N.N. Williams II. He is the prince of voice actors. And he painted landscapes and seascapes and sold them in galleries in Laguna Beach. Have wow. you guys ever been to Laguna by any chance? I have Laguna not. Beach? It's an interesting oh, community God. for sure. Uh, art, a little southern SoCal art community. A lot of money. Mm-hmm. A lot of art. Like a lot of little art galleries. But so maybe it's time for a... Rip deviations. <laughs> um... The I'm hoping that Ryan has more craziness than this, but this uh, Aaron here speaking. <laughs> <laughs> my my script. The only real deviation is that it says that it's Sharktacons that arrive from the marshy area. So I think originally they envisioned Sharktacons, and at some point down the line, and, and this is my script is fairly close to what we see on screen, or closer to what we see on screen than what Ryan's is. So even at this point, they decided that. Somewhere between this script and, and the screen, they invented a whole new race of characters or ethnic group or whatever you mm-hmm. call them from a transformer. Alicon. These are Alicons, right? And, I mean, that's more work, so I don't know why they do that. But Alicons seem to have more intelligence than Sharktacons. I think Alicons... Um, actually, I didn't... I don't know. Like, Well, I think that... Well, they can speak. Sharktacons can't even talk. So, I don't know. It's like a middle race. And, and we talked earlier about... How um, it's theorized, or that all of these char- all these creations on the planet of Quintessa are, are so, uh, experiments. Aquatic. Well, and they're oh. ex- and they're also experiments of the Quintesson. So right. they've got some sort of you know lower level, the fish and the. He squid gave them simple the brains. Sea. They've got higher level, which might be these guys, the Alicons, and then sort of a middle level, which would be the Sharktacons that. Have a little bit more intelligence, but at the same time, they still just keep them in a pit. To, right? They're they're the, they're goons. They're goons. They are goons. They're all different versions of goons. So, Ryan, what is your uh... Uh, in one in the margins of one of this? I'll skip through it because I actually wrote so wordy because he it just goes on. For, this goes on for four pages, but I'm gonna this I'll, scene. Yes. I'll sum it up. Good God. Uh, basically, Aaron, as you said in the last There's minute... There's more time of him wrestling around in his, yeah, crotch, in, his crotch, in his crotch pocket. Three of the pages are that. Um, Wait, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. As you said in the last minute, Aaron, um, Cup transforms and it's evident that a fender was misplaced and a wheel mounted improperly, so he wobbles and rides unevenly with much chugging and oil spewing. <laughs> and then Cup says... There's going to be oil spewing once he reaches into that belt. For oh, sure. hey Chug, chug. Skeet. Ba-boom. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Uh, chrome cross coots of Cybertron. I told you a pot was missing. Of all the ding, brang, circuit, glitch, and blowing dimwittery. So that's where that comes in right there. Good lord. Um, Cup is using a homing scanner to try to find the Dinobots is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And um, Cup says, hurry up, I'm getting a particular alien, or peculiar alien reading. Hot Rod transforms. He, he looks off into the area in question and says, we're wasting time. The Dinobots might be in trouble. Or maybe it's RC out there, surrounded by aliens. Oh, call back to potential romantic feelings between Hot Rod and RC. Yeah. and it's Cup- He doesn't care about Springer. Cup basically, Ultra Magnus, Ultra Magnus, uh, Blur, Ultra, Ultra Magnus, our new leader might be yeah. in trouble. No, yeah. it's all That's, about RC. I would hardly call Ultra Magnus, Magnus a leader. <laughs> Fair enough. And then, but then Cup literally put like gives him the gives him the yeah. palm yeah. and is like, "I'm the one with the fantasy stories, remember?" Which is 
the fantasy story. Weird. <laughs> fantasy story. So, like, I, I guess that's Hot Rod's fantasy of, like, she's in danger you. and he has to save her. And then the, uh, the... <laughs> they haven't even encountered the people yet where Cup uh, unhinges a small case at his belt... Or dick. Okay. And um, presses a series of buttons. Small case. In, yeah, in his junk. And in this one, the universal greeting is shorter. It's just, Grog, weep, ninny bong. Grog, and, where is it? Where's it written? But it's, Grog, weep, ninny bong. Grog, grog, na, So the weep, elements are there. Mm-hmm. I guess they feel like they had to extend it, make it more magnanimous, which I think is a good choice. Sure. Uh, is magnanimous yeah, I like it. a word that makes sense in this Because what? No. Um, and then they they, they, they encounter, and in, in my script too, Aaron, it says Sharktacons. Um, and then he gives them the universal greeting, gives them the treat, and um, basically, gosh, there's so, we'll just, we can entirely skip that whole page where he's just trying to get a Hot Rod to repeat the greeting correctly. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know that. No, no, Hot Rod. You see no. it like this. Don't. Uh, he, he literally says, "Don't forget to smile." It's not. And, and well, in the way it's presented, it's not that tough. It's shorter yeah, than yeah, the yeah. one we see on screen. Uh, hot, uh, hot Rod says, "Eating out of our hand, huh? If we don't get out of here soon, they'll start eating out of my face." Oh God. <laughs> that's that's. That's problematic for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And then Cup takes a beat and like looks around at all of them, and he socks several Sharktacons aside and runs interference oh, for Hot just Rod. Starts hitting them. Yep, and says, <laughs> "Go, lad!" And that's what. We're oh, he start. knows. So he knows. So instead of what we see on screen, which is Cup makes a lot of bad decisions as to how uh, treacherous uh, he the beings in really front of them poorly. are. Yeah, in this version of the script, he recognizes that there's problems. He gives it a little shot and recognizes it's not going to work. So he just like lashes out. And uh, to me, it sounds mm-hmm. like he's a crazy person. He does sound very insane because <laughs> he's like, "I got this." But his nini bong, and then just starts smacking him. But that makes more sense. Like that didn't work. I need to pop these guys and get out of here. In what we see on screen, he says it's going to work. No, it's going to work. No, it's going to work. We're being tackled by them. We're captured. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's true. Yep. It's true. Neither, all of it is it's bad. All right. Well, and that's the end of that. Well, also, I will say that uh, chlamydia sounds like you just can't remember stuff and have chlamydia. Yeah. I, I got <laughs> Bringing that back. You think Cup got chlamydia? <laughs> he definitely. Oh, no, in this script, it seems yeah. to be the problem. <laughs> Dude, he was scratching his chlamydia while he was trying to look for his Energon gum. Whatever the hell that is. <laughs> Scratch my Energon <laughs> Pez. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, uh, you guys want to talk about that? All right. So, okay. We can. I am the ghost of the iconic movement. <laughs> you know. For me, I mean, it's no question. It's it's the this Clementia scratching. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking dick compartment. Is, I just discovered I, it, so that can't be my iconic moment. No, no, no. I will say mine um, uh, is the well, universal yeah, greetings yeah, because it's that's just, the obvious one. I have a bias because my iconic moment because I haven't seen this movie in such a long time. Like my iconic moments are revealed day by day. Are revealed to me day by day. And I'm sorry. Day by he did day. reach his hand into his dick. <laughs> we definitely need to make a gif of that. It's, like, <laughs> it's disturbing. <laughs> Write down gif. I think I found a program that allows us to okay. make gifs pretty easily. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we gotta make that before we release this, or everybody's gonna take it.
We gotta make. Oh yeah, we list. don't want anybody to take our <laughs> all the things we posted that have gone viral. Uh, <laughs> just it's another true. failure. True. <laughs> Honestly, that would be. A, I bet you that would work as yeah, a gift pretty well because you're just rumbling around in there. I'll you could make it. that just rumbling around in there forever. I would hope so. I think I, I'll put that on me. I think I, I've got a means to do that. <laughs> okay. Next time on the Autobot Decepticast. <laughs> that universal greeting, it fails. Oh, no. <laughs> it's such a weird component that doesn't go anywhere. I like Cup, it, though. Cup is reminded of yet another war story. <laughs> Whoop. And we meet a rather judgmental new character. Mm, all kinds of new stuff coming in. All right. So thank you for everybody. Thank you for everybody. <laughs> for and from. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. I don't know if we've ever established TuneIn's value to this equation, but <laughs> I don't also, at the same time, don't want to insult a company that I'm sure is probably more meaningful than I understand. Okay. I mean, they exist, so yeah, they, they have a board of directors and everything. <laughs> Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of them at APODDCast, and of course, the web presence, AutopodDecepticast.com. I'm trying to remember what we talked about this episode. Let's... Uh, I will desperately try to find some of my old comic strips to put up there. I'll put up uh, the bit of... Um, uh, Hermy and Herman. Yeah, that's, I'll try to find that. Hopefully, we'll have a GIF up there. <laughs> we'll also put on Twitter if oh, we can make it jacking off. How, do that, how that fucking works. And uh, that's it, guys. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Um, I forgot in our I was re-listening in all of our listen listen to all the episodes. I forgot to mention in our Valentine's Day episode that I uh, met West uh, on Tinder. That was how we actually got together. That's really interesting. Yeah, I forget about that. It's funny because um, okay, so I met her on that, and um, my opening salvo was like I said something to the effect of. Um, Oh, you like writing and you like horror movies, and um, also, by the way, I think you're really, uh, I think you're very attractive, or pretty more attractive than a little by a lot, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so she liked that, and like basically our second interaction, it was on Valentine's Day, and I was making a joke, and I said, uh, "So Valentine's Day, uh, a bad day uh, of the year or the worst day of the year?" And she's like, "It's just a Tuesday, my dude." And I'm like, (laughs) "Well, that didn't land." Well, she, no, no, no! It did land. It sounds like she agreed like, with you. She's like, "Yeah, it's just a day, man." Yeah. No, no, that's not what it, she was saying. It's not a special day or a day to be looked at as good or bad. Honestly, she's like neutral, and you're. I know you're speculating, but I know for sure that's uh, not what she meant. Oh yeah, I forgot that you date her. Um, she oh, said, we know her better than you. She was right. basically saying that she thought she was afraid I was one of these people who like is all down on Valentine's Day if I'm single. Because she finds oh, that annoying, which I do. But you can, aren't you? No, just every day. I mean, that's how depression works. <laughs> oh. Well, then why'd you pick Valentine's Day to be the worst day? I was just trying to be funny. He's trying to make a conversation with the girl so he can, like... But oh. it worked out. I'm glad she <laughs> overlooked your buffoonery. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we, we go, guys. We went and had sushi. And then what'd you have? Oh, no. Well, then I had a different kind of fish. <laughs> oh, God.
gross. That was very gross. So, very <laughs> disgusting. The kind of the pussy fish. That's right. I put, oh, I got that sweet, sweet pussy fish. <laughs> I was hoping you got a little of that blowfish. <laughs> ah, the elusive fugu. <laughs> One in ten times, you'll die. <laughs> Blow cells, blow cells, where we sell good. <laughs>